So, um, hello, uh, good day. I hope you're well. Um, I noticed that a lot of people are obviously looking for support on redundancy. So this episode we're going to address how to appeal a redundancy dismissal decision. Um, look at the two parts. The two parts of a redundancy dismissal decision are the process that has been followed by your employer and then the reason that was given for the redundancy. In law, there are five fair reasons for redundancy. And normally the ones that come into play most often are redundancy for the reason of a diminished workload, redundancy because there is no longer any work at the place that work was previously, and then the work is going to be reorganised in a different fashion. So we'll look at these three in turn in, in the reasons given for the redundancy. If you've not already and you're going through redundancy process and consultation, do listen to the other redundancy episode that we have done on the questions to ask for um, a redundancy consultation exercise. So you can find that in this podcast series and it will help you think about questions to challenge your employer if you're going through the redundancy consultation process and can hopefully be very helpful. However, if you have sadly gone through the process and have either fought or been subjected to the process and, and not entirely sure of your rights and now find yourself dismissed, you should have in your dismissal letter the right of appeal. Now, redundancy, I must say at this point, does come in two different timelines um, depending on your service with your employer. So if you have more than two years service, this episode will more apply to you. I will also um, do another episode followed by this for those that are in a short service redundancy situation. So listen carefully this is for you if you have over two years of service you've been made redundant or you've been dismissed for reasons of redundancy you've been through consultation you have a termination letter and you want to challenge that decision so the appeal function in any termination is for a more senior person to review the decision that the company has made and that appeal process should take an independent view of the reason for the appeal. So in your appeal, you have the ability to challenge your employer's decision as you wish. And an appeal process, um, you need to be thinking about how you're gonna structure your appeal and what are the main points that you want to make about why your redundancy dismissal was unfair and it goes back to the two points I said earlier in was the process the company followed correct in, ter in terms of the law and for the, the legal points on this are was there proper consultation depending on the number of jobs being lost if there were over 20 then a, a proper consultation period of at least 30 days must have been in entered into by the employer with employee reps or a trade union 
and that consultation had gone on at least for 30 days before the first dismissal. And again, if you read, if listen to the other podcast, you will um, hear more about that consultation process and determine if that was fair. And then the second question or the reason for appealing your dismissal decision for reasons of redundancy might be because of the business argument or the rationale for redundancy. And you might be saying at this point, well, actually, my job was not redundant. And it might be because the job continued to exist and uh, somebody else is doing it. And that might be something related to a chupi or a, a transfer of undertakings protection of employment when another business has come in and run the service that you had been providing, in which case you weren't redundant, you should have been transferred. So therefore it would be an unfair dismissal challenge. Or the other reason I outlined was a diminished workload. Now in COVID times, certainly many businesses are showing a downturn in work. And that might quite simply be where there's um, enough work for five people and they've employed 15 and the company are then obliged to reduce the number of employees from 15 to 5 for that particular department. Now this goes back to the process again. So if you cannot argue necessarily that there was a reduced requirement and the company has evidenced that for you by means of data, um, maybe calls, reduced um, perhaps um, uh, statistics around inquiries coming through. Revenue is always a, a good pointer. If you, they're not selling as much or the, then there is a reduced requirement to service any new sales or new business. But again, the diminished workload should and must be backed up by data. Oftentimes, businesses might not give you, as the employee, the full picture of that data, but they should be able to refer to how the diminished workloads has looked in previous years and what it looks like now, even in percentages, and justify that. And if you think that that's incorrect and, and you have your access to your own data through your own dashboard or just your sense of people coming through the door or calls coming through, then try and collate information that counters that and put that to them in your appeal letter. Um, and if you find that after um, going through your reviewing the process and the outcome letters that you received throughout the consultation that data and the questions that you asked were not answered again you can bring this up in your appeal request suggesting that the legitimacy of the redundancy rationale was not as thorough complete or um, difficult to put this in the right wording but the integrity of the suggestion for redundancy was not there. Um, what you're effectively saying is that your company made up the redundancy to either remove you or remove heads. The final one that we talked about or mentioned earlier was the restructuring argument. 
So they are changing the way that the work is organised. And this is quite common. So where a business has decided that a job will look different, have different components and maybe require different skill sets. But in essence, the work still needs to be carried out. And this is the critical part. The workload still needs to be carried out and maybe done in a different fashion. It might be slightly diminished and done in a different fashion because of a computer system, for instance. And um, they can argue that some elements of the rule have reduced. That doesn't mean to say that automatically your job is redundant. So again, look at the detail of what they're proposing and what functions still need to be done by hand. And alternatively, look at the skill set that they are arguing that they need in a, in a different structure. So with this restructuring argument, the job still needs to be done. So, so effectively, the redundancy is not as sound as a diminished workload or a, re, a completely removed workload, in which case any new jobs in the new structure, you would have the right to apply for. And this is where, where you might say that you didn't have the, you weren't encouraged, you didn't have the right, um, pro they didn't have the right process in which you were selected or pulled from, or you weren't even given the opportunity to apply for the new job. That's the most common. And in which case your appeal, you should be really clearly articulating that this new job looked like this, you were told it was moving to this department, you were never given the opportunity to apply, you should have been given that right of, 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 of application and that you can only presume that it was an unfair dismissal. And the other angle that you might want to take in your appeal is whereby irrespective of a diminished workload or irrespective of a re restructured workload, you believe that the redundancy is not actually related to those reasons, but more related to your personal role within the business. And it's a manager or company targeted approach to get you out of the company. Perhaps because you've raised a grievance, perhaps because of a disability or discrimination angle in which your grievance has been linked to, perhaps because you're a challenging individual um, and it's not comfortable for your manager because you ask questions. And in that case, an instance, you would be referring to any grievance paperwork that you have previously submitted and arguing in the appeal that you have been victimised because of the grievance, the discrimination angle, indirect discrimination, health problems related to dis which might in turn relate to disability, or any harassment claims that you have raised. Unfortunately, it will be difficult to say, well, you know, I challenge my manager and therefore because I challenged my manager, you have chosen to, to get me out of the company. However, if you've got emails or 
communications that have indicated that you're uncomfortable about a certain manager, then you could again refer to this in your appeal to say, I believe my redundancy is not related to a fair reason for redundancy, but instead has been because my manager has a vendetta against me because I complained and I challenged on these occurrences. And your appeal, the appeal chairman should be a senior person, independent person, should be looking at your case and looking at the points that you have made for why you are appealing your redundancy. You can, of course, if you have been selected for redundancy from a pool of people, appeal your selection in which case you would be looking at the scores that you were you were given and in, it might be the case you were not given the opportunity to challenge these scores at all in the consultation and therefore pointing out that the process for consultation and selection was unfair because you weren't allowed to challenge and bring evidence at that time or if you were allowed to do that that your manager was potentially dismissive wasn't listening wasn't interested in the evidence that you submitted, had already made a decision and therefore that the consultation wasn't genuine and meaningful and therefore you had no chance of properly challenging and being fairly dismissed for the reasons of redundancy. And you might be making an argument about nepotism or favouritism on the behalf of your manager and the way that they have created the scores. If you're going to say something like that, again, you need to be quite clear about why and where this favouritism has occurred and if you've raised it before or what evidence you have of it. And it might be something as simple as, you know, Jane and, Jane and my manager always go for coffee in the morning, they, they drive to work together, She's got a vested interest in keeping Jane because she's her transport and they're friends. And I feel genuinely that because of this, I wasn't legitimately scored nor Jane. And I would like a rescoring by an independent or an additional person that looks at us more objectively. So hopefully that has not confused you too much, but has given you a good overview of how you might appeal a redundancy situation. Um, and if you need any further information about if you have an employment tribunal claim, we have a free guide. It's a nine questions and answers to determine if you have a good employment tribunal claim. It's almost... 10 pages of information broken down easily for you to go through each aspect of employment law to determine through asking a quick question of yourself, did this apply to my case? Oh yes it did. Oh that is indeed uh, against an employment legislation and that will helpfully determine for you if you have a good claim to take to employment tribunal. If you're curious to know what that is. So if you go to hrsolver.co.uk there's either a pop-up or a, a download button. You pop in your email, we won't spam you. You'll get the guide and you'll also get a good overview of whether you have an employment tribunal case you want to take forward. Hopefully this has been useful. Please comment below 
If you've got any other questions, we will be happy to answer them on our website in the chat feature. Thanks for listening. Bye.